Hello, welcome back to The Honest Wargamer. In a scheduling issue, it's not Vince and Nathan, which is the heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's Vince. I was going to say just Vince, but no one. It's never just you, sir. Um, uh, but Nathan will be uh, on in the hour after. So Vince Montrella, everyone, if we could get some round of applause, please, hey! in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, everybody. Um, uh, how are you? Are you well? I'm good, man. I'm great. Fantastic. Beautiful Sunday here. Uh, there's only four hours difference between us right now. Thanks to daylight savings time that threw me yesterday, but I, I knew yesterday because I got up too early for the stream. So there we go. So that's all right. <laughs> well, like, there's loads to unpack actually. Like, uh, how you feel about the stream yesterday? What's going on? I've been, I don't know if you've been uh, keeping track up till now, but I've been asking all the hosts different questions basically, um, uh, which I will get to towards the end. So I want to make some room for that. But we could go on for hours, which is lovely, uh, about all manner of things. Um, Absolutely. I think, I think first off, like what really what really jumped out from you yesterday? Like, do you Well, first some... off, I love that they put all the AOS stuff together and then we're, and then just stopped with AOS stuff. Like it was all AOS up front and then just all 40K, which was great. That meant I just didn't have to pay any attention to the second half of the stream and could just check right out and start preparing for my own stream. So that was really helpful. I appreciate that. If we could just pack all the AOS goodness right up front from now on, then I can just check out of the stream. That's wonderful. Uh, so I appreciate that. No interest. No interest in 40K in any way. Tom uh, on the show, just well, who was just on a moment ago, said I need to ask you loads of specific questions about 40K. But just oh, I'm no ready. interest to you at all. I don't. I don't care that much to follow it. Like. The squig pigs were good. I'm going to buy squig pigs and use them for more Gorgrentas. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll get a pack of those because those will probably be in threes. Uh, and uh, But no, I, look, I, I looked up for a moment and went, oh, that's cute. And then went back to, you know, prepping up stuff for the show. Uh, the answer with 40K is no, it's a boring world. Uh, it's a boring world full of boring armies telling a boring story. So, <laughs> go, go back to one of our earlier shows for that conversation. Maybe Christmas yes. was it, or not even Christmas? Who knows? <laughs> there you go. Uh, for me, I still think it's exciting. And actually, one of the things that was exciting about it was the Sisters of Battle Predator tank. And the reason I say that because I feel like that fits more. Yes, it's just something we've seen before in some ways, but it's a sure. better nicer cleaner more, like version i didn't like the repulsors i didn't like any of that and i thought i was like there you go there's 40k there it is there's a there's a miniature i'm in it like that looks great uh okay so i mean i like sisters of battle enough i've painted plenty of them uh i appreciate okay let me see if i can break this down <laughs> go for it so the literal point of your main force, your main faction, the Imperium, right? Theoretically, the protagonists were supposed to be associated with, right? Mm. The main underlying narrative of them is that they don't ever change at all and rely on only old superstitions and reusing broken down old things. Have I properly summarized the Imperium? Like technological advancement is sort of heresy, right? It was though, like that's now like they've retconned it. Like it was, there was sure, a stagnation. Yeah, with, with, uh, with Rabute Gulamon with him back and stuff <laughs> and everything. Yeah, I get it. And, and Belisarius, like, I mean, you know, uh, the, but like, so I get we've, we've cleared like, so this is the normal design space you would have if you were designing in a sci-fi world happening in the year 40,000, okay? It could be anything. You do anything you want. Huge design space. This represents so much space. And normal 40K had this much space, okay? Mm -hmm. And then they went, all right, well, you know what? We really got to blow this world open because we're just, we can't keep making the exact same stuff. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yes. Like, I feel like I... The stream, they made a point of showing how the new tank is still built on the Rhino pattern. Like, because that's what all of the tanks are built on. It's like, yep, that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's for the people who have like their, like uh, them old mechanic books. I don't know if you, you remember them where uh, it would be your car in a book 
uh, and like that you would have the the little it's a very old thing don't worry about it no one who's listening I, needs to care about that but like, like still based on the rhino chassis yeah uh, at any rate, I will be excited if they do something really uh, cool like you talked about where um, if they actually bring in a new race or reintroduce an old race or something like that, which seems fully possible. Um, but I mean, you know, we're, you're like in your in your stream reaction so, show or whatever, you were like, yeah, you know, I think in the next year or two, we might get a new race or bring back an old one. Like we could have squats or, or maybe they do zotes or or maybe they just have a whole new race come in. And I'm like. Whoa! You might get one new army in <laughs> in two years. Maybe in AOS, we drop in three new armies a year we've never seen before. What are you talking about? That's like, true. hey, they were just over here the whole time. There's this entirely new race and force. And even AOS, I think they don't push it as far as they should. Yeah, so that's you true. Know. That no, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Although I still feel like they there's a whole bunch of 40k catching up they need to do. They did like I don't think they really got it, so they're still like reimagining whole bunches. But we'll see. The Age of Sigma stuff though, uh, gotta yeah. be gotta be juicy stuff that you're in, in, excited about there. Oh yeah, sure, very stoked. Uh, glad we finally saw the best kept secret in uh, Warhammer, which is the Soul Blight Grave Lords. I had no idea what they were before that stream. Total mystery. Um. <laughs> Glad they finally decided to share all that. Uh, they all look good. Uh, liked all the models. Thought they looked great. Uh, absolutely fantastic stuff uh, from top to bottom. New Blood Knights look great. You know, exactly what we wanted to see. Um, think there's still more to come with that, I'm sure. And I hope they uh, they do some stuff that's even cooler. But, uh, you know, all very happy with that. Great book, great book. Yeah, really good, really good. Like, it all looked really nice. I, 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 the Blood Knights, I didn't particularly vibe on, but like I said, I think it was the color scheme more than it was anything else. Um, yeah, I, like... it's 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 always tough to put a purple red next to an orange red. That's kind of a that's kind of a rough color scheme, uh, which is what they did there. So that was exactly um, my exact thought, actually. Yeah, I'm sure you were like, <laughs> I'm on the you you're violating some some color composition rules here. Yeah, I got it. How dare you? Um, yeah, but, you know, like, on the whole, it's great. I hope that when we get the new book, they just boot. Like, obviously, this is the, the replacement to Legions of Nagash. Mm. Uh, and so I hope they boot all of the Night Haunt stuff out of this book and don't re-put any of that in there. Uh, that would be great. Let's actually just have an army here, not some weird conglomeration of 17 different armies that we kind of decided to shove into something. Uh, so that'd be good. Give Night Haunt their own book, then you can point things appropriately. Uh, oh, price, Colonel Cabbage said price prediction for Blood Knights. $75. That's my prediction. In, in English pounds, that's actually... In, in, in uh, US dollars. 75 yeah. US dollars. Yeah, in, I have no English, idea what that translates to in English. Uh, uh, roughly, it uh, equates to four bowls of porridge and a crumpet, uh, technically over here, mm. I think is the yeah. exact science, but I'm not sure. Uh, or some tea thrown in a river. I'm not, like, uh, exactly up on the numbers uh yeah i think the book looks great personally i think the book looks great i like that there are zombies i said this yesterday that means chaff and elite all at the same time which is nice it means you can spread the army out a little bit more um generally generally excited to see what it looks like and probably an army i'm going to invest in myself um and be an army i like to play it would be different to some of the arm other armies i've got which would be nice uh, i've got uh, i've got an order force i've got um uh, a destruction force i've got a chaos force i've got quite a few chaos forces so it'd be nice to like push myself into death a little bit um and so yeah i think that'll be a really fun one see how it plays i, I i'm looking forward to it kragnos though got to be kind of the big headline right that's the big story 100 percent, and he's absolutely destruction uh i would agree with you he's i mean he's he says when i woke up from the mountain he's the god beast that was sleeping under beast grave that's mm -hmm. what he is he woke up to find his people gone because that's the story of Beast Grave. That's what it is. It was this place, and now it's all dead people. He woke up from the mountain. Uh, it's clearly happening in Gur. Gur is where all the destruction forces are right now, being motivated by a mythical force they can't understand. Destruction doesn't have a god currently, and we all know that Destruction's probably going to be the AOS 3 launch box because, uh, duh, they did a Chaos one, and then they did a Death one. So this is obvious that they would do Stormcast and Destruction because that's how GW likes to roll. And uh, doing a big destruction guy would obviously lead into uh, would obviously lead into the launch of AOS three. Like it'd be the perfect alignment, right? It would kick off. It meets the Beast Grave story. It shows exactly what's going on, and boom, 
There you go. And it also like also means that we've really hit three major factions in the first like cycle of Age of Sigmar three, right? You, yep. Destruction, Stormcast obviously are going to be the other the, the other faction in there, and then you get and then you get the Grave Lords. So yep. you've hit three factions immediately, like in the yep. first swath of releases, which is excellent. So then Chaos at some point get a book. I mean, or you'll have just come off Bellacore as well. So like they've like in a very small window of time will have hit everything. Do you feel like because I think this is true? Do you feel like that the announcement? Because I know one of the things you've been saying for a while is you thought that maybe they'd push Age of Sigmar three to like September, like October time. Do you yeah. kind of still feel that, or do you feel like the announcement of these books so early means that we're going to get a rush through to still a summer launch? I think we're going to rush through to a summer launch. I really do. I I, I had originally. I was thinking too much like what would be the common sense answer and not would be the financial <laughs> bottom line answer when I said September, right? Yeah. But like, yo, shareholders going to shareholder, right? So like, uh, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, we got to we gotta make that money. And uh, putting out a big launch box in summer is like, it's, it's just what they want to do to make a bunch of money, right? So, it's, I mean, it's business, it's, it's like, <laughs> business, like, business, 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 yes, business, exactly. like, like they could do what they want with like production and everything else but i think the fact we've had the announcement because i think it's i think it's wild that we're having the third uh, the announcement of the third book before we've even got our hands on the second book um and so like i think i think that's uh that's interesting yeah we're, we're four books in now because obviously Kragnos is the fourth broken realms book right so we have we, we we like it's funny that we got the official pre-order date for the second book in the same stream where they announced the fourth book like we're this is this is this is unheard of gw right here it really is. Uh, thank you very much to Ziggy and also uh, to Marcus Rock for donating. Ziggy to donating 37 quid to the show and also Marcus Rock for donating money to the show uh, to put that money up uh, on the thing. The money we're raising money, uh, the money we're raising money for is with the concept. I had a couple of meetings earlier on in the week. Sorry to derail events here. Um, uh, but the uh, we had a meeting a couple of times this week about everything we're going to be doing for live coverage over the next year pretty much and i was we were talking about like cameras and where they're all going to go um and so i've uh, i put up a little fund to try and get some camera money in there so thank you everyone for raising some money uh specifically some uh some better top downs a kind of a key focus in some ways i think that's one of the things that's quite exciting in the future especially as the rumored uh board shrinkage means that you can get a kind of we'll end up with our cameras being closer which is nice so if we can up yeah. the resolution of those cameras actually we might get some pretty crystal clear images even from a top down which it's arguable it's always quite tough to see from a top down so um being able to improve that for for everyone is kind of what we're on it anyway i hate talking about it so i just kind of leave it surreptitiously at the bottom but <laughs> thanks Ziggy. No, it's fine <laughs> i don't know who the hero was that put you at 69 pounds and 69 cents but you know it's my nice. man ziggy it's my man nice. ziggy uh stats man nice. forever uh <laughs> so um uh, the loads to unpack i i might go through the questions actually first and then we could anything we got room for at the end we'll, we'll throw in there so oh, um boy. i've asked everyone uh these because uh, i think it's quite interesting so over the past year well, 369 days uh, screw you donal um what, what's been your highlight have you had like a highlight and it's intentionally vague so whatever percolates to the top generally ends up being your highlight uh is it's what it is so you can just take some time. Oh, gosh. You know, there should be an obvious answer uh, of the past year. Like, there should be... This should be a slam dunk answer, Rob. My answer should be, Rob, let me tell you what. Over the past year, this has been a great year for Vince. Because I've wanted a Giants army for years, and they released a book for Giants. I hated the old Slanesh book, and they gave me a new Slanesh book. And Rob, I couldn't be more thrilled to get two books for two things that I really, really love. So excited about them. And I've gotten hours of just nothing but positive play and fun out of them. Mm. That cannot be my answer. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it can't be your answer. Like, And I know you've had, like, other than just coming on this show, because unlike uh, some of the other hosts that we've had on, obviously you, you do your own show, which has gone from strength to strength and has been super successful, as it should do. Uh, and then you've also been making a whole bunch of offline videos, which has been lovely. You've been featured on a Games Workshop article of all things, um, uh, so that's lovely. Uh, so, I, like, I know I, I know some of your highlights, but I do wonder what your highlight is for you. Yeah, I will say. I mean, I've played ironically more Warhammer in the past 
here than I have in previous because we got a couple more people into our club. And so like we would actually still get together uh, fairly regularly and play. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, and but yeah, I've I've just being able, honestly, my my highlight over this, which has not been a great year. Right. Has been. Uh, ironically, just people like getting together with more people, being more engaged, like the way this community's worked, you doing this stream streak, being able to hang out with everybody, even if online. Uh, it has been the highlight. Like there's been so much good stuff in uh, the way they switched to doing the reaction shows and being able to react to that stuff, having all the guys over here for, for VincyCon. Uh, 2021, like we did recently when I had, you know, uh, Scott and John and, and Sam here and we we did that big reaction show together and stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff that you really like. When I think about that question, Rob, here's the here's the way I always think about it. I think about this a lot, like almost every day. This, this question occurs to me when I'm dying. OK, assuming that I don't die instantly or something in my sleep or something. Right. But the, at the end of my life. And I look back, what am I going to say I wished I did more? And I try to do those things as much as possible. Okay. And what I'm going to wish I did more was spend more time hanging out with people I really enjoyed and doing things with other people that make you truly happy, whether that be Warhammer or, you know, D&D or other things that I do or whatever, right? Um, spending time with my wife and just enjoying, you know, doing things with her, right? Those are the kind of things. And this year's been pretty good for that uh, in in that regard, even though a lot of that's been digital. And so I look at that positively. Um, those are the things that honestly, at the end of my life, I would say, okay, that was a life pretty well lived. So there you go. Good answer. Good answer. Well done, Twitch chat uh, like, and, and Vince for that. Um, uh, nice. Okay, so this is going to be a hard one for you. Easier for some other people. Favorite thing you've painted Favorite thing I've painted over the last year. Mm. Uh, Sigvald the Magnificent. Slam dunk. Easy. Done and dusted. Because of the chaps. Well, I mean, I, I have him. I, I, mine is wearing pants, which was apparently the most controversial decision I've ever made in painting in my life. Uh, but yes, uh, I mean, I, I really got a lot of stuff done this year uh, because, I mean, being trapped inside, there was a lot of painting. Um I got my whole giant army painted and I love how those conversions came out. Mm -hmm. I got the whole Tempest Eye cities force done. And that was all converted, you know, from terrain bits and other random things and old kits and stuff. So that was very fun. And, but, but Sigvald being able to paint him, put a lot of time into him and then get being able to share him out in the community article was, was really nice. That was very rewarding. So good shout good shout did you was there anything like you learned from doing that model was that like uh, i know everything i want to apply to this model and i'm going to just smash it out or was it like i'd like to experiment on this model yeah i don't know that there was really anything i tremendously experimented with him to be honest but it was it was probably more just execution uh i mean i'm always trying to refine exactly how things look and exactly what i want to play with but no i don't think he was a big experimentation piece i think he was more or less just Straight Dude. on. Dude. Although, I mean, you and I both know it, they should have been chaps. Assless chaps. Like, like I'm I've, sorry. This is the fourth time I've painted Sigvald. Okay. <laughs> and look, Sigvald was never wearing pants. We all know that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even the old model, he didn't have pants on. It was just very hard to tell because you only saw a tiny little bit of his buttock and legs. <laughs> but, like, Latham's original version of him did not wear pants. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the, I, I, every version of him I painted, they all have pants on because my Sigvald doesn't want to chafe. He's got it. He's got a, that's, that's pretty straightforward. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like chafing is like the, the definition of, uh, Sinesh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, mm -hmm. all right. So, um, obviously you do a show a lot. So this next question, uh, is going to be a hard to pass. Um, but uh, what was your favorite interaction on the internet? Again, intentionally broad. Like, was it a funny tweet thread that became, like, insane? Was it a show? Uh, was it someone who reached out to you, someone you reached out to? Uh, like, I know that I know you've done a lot. 
uh, online. Uh, so like that's a that's a big question to answer. But uh, yeah, your favorite interaction it could be a few. Like there's 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 no pressure for it to be one. My favorite interaction online. Holy Moses, that's a big. I get that's it. a big question. I spend a lot of time online, Rob. I get it. I, know, um, I get it. I'll give uh, you a moment. I'll give you a moment and say hello to everyone in the Twitch chat. You take a moment to think. Okay, uh, I'll think. Uh, yeah, like hello all. Thanks for tuning in for this long. It's been great. We've still got hours to go. We're here till 10 p.m. So what time is it now? Still another five and a half hours left. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Um, you're all great. All right, here's what I'm going to do, Rob, because there's yeah. no human way I could remember all of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but no, I'm going to I'm gonna go for the recent one. It's going to be the Lords of the Realm reaction when I had, you know, it was Tom, Scott, uh, John, and Sam, and all of us together, and everybody was freaking out. And the moment where they all behind me did the, 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 the bat swarms, like behind my chair as though I was the rock, and then all three of them became the bat swarms that were in there. <laughs> That we then clipped into a, a like "Welcome to VinnyCon 2021" image that made me smile endlessly because it was just the funniest thing. So there you go, pretty recent, but that's the one I'm gonna pick. That works. That works for me. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, the favorite thing, favorite thing released from GW over the past year. And I know loads of loads of things that hit your mark, but is it gonna be Sigvald as well? Favorite thing released, so I can pick models as well, right? Yeah. You can pick anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, it's tough because I, I like a lot of the new Slanesh stuff. Like model-wise, they're really tops. Although the Slick Blade Seekers made me want to die. Um, the, the actual like putting them together. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Uh, they were they were a nightmare uh, incarnate, and uh, I didn't enjoy them at all. <laughs> Is what's your least favorite kit you've ever built? This is oh God! I mean, these guys are up there. Let me say that. Okay? Really? Wow! Uh, it is a really annoying kit to put together. Okay. Uh, it's like if you just had like it's the guys on top that are the problem. The seekers themselves, like the new exalted seekers, they're fine, beautiful, gorgeous design, no issue. These little dopes. These little idiots are the problem. Uh, yeah, my favorite thing GW released this year. I've got to like turn around and look at stuff just to see. Um, you know, I'm gonna say the uh, the big the big Mega Gargan guy because even though I hacked and chopped and changed mine, they were really fun to work with. They were a really fun tableau to uh, to to work with, Lots and it was a big space. Cool kit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Lots of room to play, to do little conversions. You got it. Exactly. So, yeah. Learning. I'm, I'm learning. Uh, Vince likes negative space. I don't uh, because I'm a child and I want to paint by numbers. I want there to be a thing and me paint the thing. I don't right. want to design my own thing inside no, of the No, we've we got to explore the negative space, Rob. You can no, do you. things like no, blend Populate it with things I can paint. Oh, a lantern. I will paint this lantern. Perfect. That's all I need. Yeah. I'm not putting tattoos or nothing on there. Never once have I looked at a model, Vince, and gone, I might add an atto- a tattoo to this. <laughs> not one time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the next question is, um, what do you think the most valuable thing you've learned from like the year, like the lockdown? Um, I know, again, that's a super broad question. And most of us How always... much I love events. This is an easy answer. This is slam dunkathon right here, buddy. Like, I'm in from the three-point line I'm dunking. Jordan got nothing on me with this one. Like, it's events. It's obviously events. We all took them for granted. We all were like, well, you know, I'll skip this one. I've always, there's going to be a ton more events. Who cares, right? Like, I missed one. I got four more, five more this year. It's fine, right? Uh, Yeah, how much I miss events. And seeing everybody and getting together, whether it be conventions or tournaments or whatever, that's why I'm broadly construing it as events, right? Uh, and that is where I live, right there. Like I, I wanna, wanna see everybody. I wanna hug everybody. I'm gonna lick everybody's face. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I re- you're gonna really regret that sentence as a random stranger walks up to you that you've never met, but listen to you on this show and goes, "Lick my face, Vince. Lick yeah. my face." <laughs> Fine. 
Uh, right. So, <laughs> um, uh, so what is over the over the lockdown? Uh, load of opportunity to watch some TV shows and some films. Sure. Uh, sure. Any stood out to you? What was your favorites? Yeah, I mean, I'm where. Uh, sure, I mean, I've watched a ton of crap. Most of it's probably pretty uh, dispensable, right? Like you, you, you watch it and you're like, yeah, that was cool. I enjoyed that. That was fine. Uh, but the thing I'm gonna pick here. Do you mind if I go real deep here for a second? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm super into it. This is the whole point. I, I really wanted to like get the show hosts on and explore them as people for the for the audience. All right, so. There is, like, I watched lots of good shows that I thought were really good shows and good movies and whatever. But I've been watching some Justified. It's a show here in America with Timothy Oliphant, and it's set in rural Kentucky, right? And uh, not far from where Tom lives, by the Do way. Do you mean Harlan County? That's where it's actually set, specifically. That's where, well, it's partially that and partially Lexington, right? Because obviously the office is in Lexington. Of course yes. it is. Yep. And the thing that's stuck in my head is there's a moment in that show that is the the just the baddest ass moment in the history of television. There's a moment in season, I want to say three, where he confronts uh, Win Duffy in Win Duffy's trailer, and he knocks him to the ground, and he pulls out his, his pistol, right? And he clears the chamber, and the bullet pops, right? Because he's clearing the chamber out. He catches it with his offhand, and then he drops it onto the guy's chest, and he looks at him and says, the next one's coming faster. Which is the coolest thing anyone has ever said in a television show, ever, ever. The next one's coming faster is just the best threat in the history of television. And yes, so Timothy Oliphant is amazing. Yeah, uh, so, I'm so happy you said that. I was literally talking to Fish about that yesterday. Like, so good, so good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not done with it yet. I'm still okay, making no. my way through. I'm in season five right now, so there you go. Yeah, no, I'm no, I, I've got no spoiler. No, no, I would never spoil anything. No, it's it's just brilliant. Uh, a, a big shout out to Boyd Crowder as well because he just played so well and can make sense. Oh, why Walton Goggins is like that show's full of great people. Walton Goggins is amazing, and obviously Timothy Oliphant is a treasure. Yes, loved him since Deadwood, uh, and you know, uh, even his even his cameo in The Good Place is to be loved. Santa Clarita diet. The man has range. He's he's a joy. He's a he's a, he's an American treasure. He might agreed. Be agreed. And I whenever I love whenever you get onto him, you can't not go to Deadwood, and then you can't not bring up Al Swearingen, who is Ian McShane, ar arguably yep. the best anti-hero slash bad guy of all time in TV. I would fantastic. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was such a that was a powerhouse, right? When you've got Oliphant, Ian McShane, and Powers Booth. All together, when he shows up, you've got like the three of them, all rocking and rolling. Like that's, that's great. <laughs> really good. Such a great call. Thank you for that. That made me super happy. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, and then uh, so yeah, that's that. That's that section. And then um, uh, the other one is uh, for content that you like. Now I know you do. You do a show about this every single week. Like like I think that's something wonderful that you and Tom always do is yours like do your pick of the week some content that right. you like from around the world um and i know that you're a big fan of lots of content creators um uh so it's going to be a hard one for you to 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 pick but is there anyone you think you want to put on blast anyone you think has done a really good job anything that you like anything that you like absorb or like take on board a lot um because that's got to be hard right you're smart switched on fella like i've got nothing but respect for you so like well, i appreciate I, that I, <laughs> it's true like but i find it hard sometimes to absorb other people's content because i kind of want to get into the conversation not just listen yeah i mean there's so much good content right now like i watch everybody's stuff and the uh the reality is there's there's been so many channels that have come up and have really been growing in the past year especially in the hobby related space mm -hmm. uh but if i've got to pick and and there was a there's a lot of good people making content uh, I love that Cult of Paint's gotten in the game. Henry and Andy are both you, you treasures. They're wonderful guys, and I love their their uh, their what they've been doing on YouTube and their uh, their new like Culture of Paint, their little uh, podcast slash video cast, whatever we call these, whatever we call this thing we do. That's real good. Um, there's uh, like John Ninas Ninjon's channel. Uh, there's been a lot of like. A lot of good stuff going on on YouTube, but 
and obviously your stream streak, like, buddy, I can't explain how much I love your stream streak being around and watching it every day. Like, really, it's great. It's great to have content every day. I really mean this. Uh, appreciate uh, it. Thank you. Uh, can I just thank, while you're thinking for a moment, can I just thank Percussive Scruff? Thank you so much for donating 69, 69 pounds and 69p to the fund. Um, uh, comical number, an outrageous donation, and uh, you're a lovely human being, and it's deeply appreciated. Uh, I want you to know. Um, I'll put your name on a camera. Um, you are you lovely. Thank you. Thank you from... I don't know what to say. Makes me feel really awkward. Uh, thank you very, very much. Super lovely. Uh, no, I, I've, I, do you know what? I think the stream streak for me has been just as uh, we've managed to have loads of. You talked earlier about like getting to con contact people. I've been able to speak to you more over the past year, which I valued. Like our our relationship has been able to get a lot better, which has been super nice. And that's true for a whole bunch of other people as well who've come on the show. Um, and I think it's been really rewarding for me as much as it maybe has been rewarding for an audience and also rewarding it as a whole. Like, I think that's one of the, the really nice elements about it. And it's brought in so many people as well. Like, later on, we're going to have Neil and Tom on the show. So being able to, like, even just talk with Neil um, about WTC and that 40K stuff and just have those, like, long-form conversations has just been... They've been really fascinating, um, whatever the subject matter is. Like, I, I, and I found them quite fun. Yeah. One of the key parts... I sorry, just one of the key parts Good. for me was being able to talk to the chat. Sometimes I just love doing a show like I, I i get excited in the morning i'm like today it's just me me in the chat and we just have a chat like which is just really really healthy for me like it has been good for the lockdown because i haven't i i don't like no family don't know dogs at the moment so like that's just been a really rewarding element for me i'm not sure they make particularly good content just a ramble um but like it's something fun for me on the time so yeah anyway sure. sorry you were saying no i'm gonna split the award here for for my thing i love the most and that's between i got to do it between like aos proper content and hobby content because those are two separate things i consume okay yeah hobby content i got to give it up to to marco not just mika uh my who's i've never met the guy i want to meet the guy he lives over in ireland i'd love to have him on the show sometime to interview him i think he's fantastic i love his the way he thinks about art, I love the way he paints. I think he's a really fantastic content creator and just a great guy in the hobby. Uh, and then on the AOS side, it's got to go over to Haywo, uh, who, if there's any man who has my exact sense of humor distilled into uh, into video form, it is Haywo, who is just perfect at executing on uh, incredible, uh, incredibly sharp, funny content. Really good. And also really well researched and really well put together, I think is the important point. He's, he's doing the Lord's work. Mm -hmm. Really good. Really good. I like, I like his, like, I, I like that he creates that content that I then don't have to make, if that makes sense. I know that sounds mm -hmm. really dumb. Um, uh, but what I, <laughs> Grim Slacker, thanks for donating 30 quid to the show as well. Uh, that's super nice of you <laughs> to make it okay. I was like, what specific number? Why did he vote? It's 16969. Okay. <laughs> <Nice>. sense. <laughs> I was like, what? Thank you very much. That's super lovely of you. And also, thank you very much to Red Camellios um, uh, for su subscribing. Thanks, man. Um, uh, what was it saying? I like that he makes it so I don't have to in some ways. Sure. Like people, people go over and I'm like, you've listened to it. And then they come, they come back and they're like, okay, I'm back. I want to talk about this thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So, hey, we gave you the nice version. Here's the real shit. Like, like not the real shit. That's not true at all. <laughs> I but like, you know, He's going deeper. Yeah, yeah. Not deeper. I don't think, because I think he goes really deep. I think it's like really, really good stuff. Like really quality. I just think um, that he frames it in such a nice way so that it's palatable, which is still very well done. Like, yep. you know, and then you jump over. And even on his shows, he's like, this is shit. And I'm, cool, thank you, appreciate you. So he keeps. I'll, it real. I'll, I'll do this shout out. Hold on, shout out to MJ Pegasus who just donated five gift subs in the chat. Amazing, Mr. Pegasus, you are a hero. You are the hero we need and want. So yeah. way to Thanks, be. MJ. Thanks, MJ. Uh, you're great. Uh, and all stop now. We're, we're done. We've got enough. This is lovely. <laughs> thank you. Let's just let's just bring it down a peg. Um, so uh, freeform now. You've done all. The, oh, you've done you two call outs. Um, yeah. what, uh, what you, you got, you, you've got 20 minutes, your choice. Oh, Dealer's well, I've got, choice. I mean, 
we could go hours, Rob, hours, but unfortunately my wife will probably kill me. But I could sit here until your 10 p.m. time and be perfectly content and feel that it was a day well spent. Same. Uh, but so so let's talk about your terrain thing. Okay. okay. Here we go. Terrain stuff. Uh, watch your train show. You and I have spent a lot of time talking about this. I want to get my official uh, opinions on the record. Uh, enter them in. One, uh, I agree with your basic types. You and I know we are aligned on this. I like mm -hmm. the idea of garrisonable, uh, obscuring, cover, and uh, impassable. impassable. There we go. Thank you. I knew that's, that's all good. I think you like impassable terrain way too much, uh, but that's fine. I like it. I think it belongs on every table. I think it should, like, if you had, say, nine terrain pieces, in my mind, three of them are impassable. That's probably the right number, maybe two to three. Uh, and so that would be correct. Uh, if you, I think, cover, you underrate it. Uh, but there is a lot of rules in the game that want to care about it and want to make it matter and want to make units better for being in it or have units interact with it in some way. Uh, shout out to Gebs Zero for donating five gift subs in the chat. Amazing. You all are you all are amazing. Thank you, uh, Gebs. I want you to know that. Thank you, Gebs, uh, so, so much. Also, just for you guys to know, not that like it maybe means loads, but Gebs, you're a superstar, is uh, the more gift subscriptions, we actually unlock more emotes. More emotes. Uh, uh oh, is... there's, and there is a hype train going. There you go. That's a thing. That's a thing that happens. Still not sure what it means. <laughs> that means something. It does mean something. Uh, the important part is the unlocking more emotes is super fun. Uh, because we've got loads planned and also the ability to move around in that space really quickly. Like when something funny pops up, like no data, we can make an emote on that super quick. Uh, and Very nice. Use that, uh, use that all over. So thank you, everyone. Please continue, Vince. Gebs. No, you're fine. You. Like I value cover a lot as a thing. I think that generally the right answer is to make it so it's very, you know, big units don't generally stand on cover. I think when you have cover stuff, you should design it properly. Uh, I'm not really too worried about the 25 mil base against the 160 mil pie plate where he can't reach them. As you and I discussed, I've seen many movies. Uh, the end of Game of Thrones seemed to have a scene like that uh, yeah, with no, the dragon like going. Ah, 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 ah. So, so some clarity the on the terrain show the other day is me and Vince. Uh, Vince was uh, we had a chat for an hour and a half, maybe maybe oh, least, two yeah. hours before where we talked about it, and the introduction of cover terrain was actually because of a conversation with you like which was really important so yeah like a, a lot of that is um uh, like it's just trying to have that conversation is so important i think yeah yeah I, like, where i do agree with you is we need to think carefully about the cover terrain we design like certain pieces of terrain should be designed to be cover and should be more open and easy to work with so people can feel like hey i can take advantage of these rules printed on my war scroll or written in my army book because there's a lot of stuff in there that uh that has to do with that but at the same time, you want it to be like uh, you want it to be the case that those rules are still useful, but it doesn't negatively interact with the game. Ziggy, what? Hit that Thanks, hype Ziggy. train goal, too. He did both. He Ten did both. gift subs. Push he's the hype he's train a very 100%. efficient person. Ziggy, Ziggy doesn't fuck about. He's like, I'll achieve two things at once. I'll donate 10 gift subscriptions and I'll hit a, a hype train thing. Thank you, Ziggy. You're a superstar. Angel, he's also brilliant at Blood Bowl. Uh, I'd like you to know. Very nice. Like really, really, really good at Blood Bowl. I was just discussing the virtues of Blood Bowl uh, with somebody in the purposely imbalanced teams. I find that to be a fascinating bit of design. So I think anyway, it's good. Yeah. I agree. I think it's brilliant design, as a matter of fact. Uh, transparently and purposefully unbalanced design is a fascinating space that I think most people are too afraid to go into. And I think they're very right for doing it. Anyways, I think Blood Bowl is a great game. Uh, and now you've got Procrustive Scruff with five gift subs. Are there are even that many people watching who don't have subscriptions. Like You got 168 people watching, brother. What? Uh, so I something I stopped doing a long time ago. Progressive Scruff, thank you a lot. Uh, one of the things I stopped doing uh, a while ago was I just stopped looking at the numbers. Uh, because I would get, like, I would be bummed out some days when it was like, if it was like 60 people or what, like what? Because that's not bad. 60 people, if you put them in a room, is insane. 
if they were just watching sure. you, you'd be like, fuck yeah. Um, but now I just, just keep my head down and don't look at the numbers at all. So uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks to Progressive Scruff. Um, you're all uh, 11 out of 10. I'll do a dance. Sure, I'll do a dance, Vince, while you carry on your point. You absolutely should. Yeah. I'll keep talking. I think Obscuring Terrain should also be able to be walked on and interacted with. I think you should be able to be in Obscuring Terrain. But again, you have to design that stuff correctly. I think anything... The, the real lesson to me is that you need to think carefully about the way you design your terrain, right? Like, if it's meant to be something you can interact with, put your figs on, then it should be something you can interact with and put your figs on, right? Like, this seems like the most obvious lesson, and it's something we don't often forget. It's usually how I design my terrain for my table, and I think that's why I don't have any problems, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, we never have terrain problems on my table because I've designed all the pieces to be playable. Does that make sense? It makes loads of sense. I also need to thank um, Elko Reb to donate 5,000 bits to the show, which is Whoa! a lot of bits. That's a lot of bits. That's that's actually equally amount of bits as the salt I mine every day. Uh, I do that every morning. I pour out 5,000 bits of salt, uh, and then I crack on with my day. Uh, thank you so much. It's really lovely of you. Um, so lovely of you. Uh, yeah, uh, it's really hard balancing the conversation with everyone being nice, Vince, and I'm really sorry. You, um, you do you. I can keep. I can keep. Well, on. I know because the, I want to have the conversation is, is with like, you it's, because like it's, it's lovely. And Lord Wales donated 100 bits, and Benny Big Time subscribed, and everyone's being super nice. It's just. It's, <laughs> imagine the oh, conversation. Like imagine this is my problem. I'm having a really good conversation with my friend, and people are donating money. It's a really shitty problem to have, Vince. I'm struggling with it loads. Um, You're fine. It is I, beautiful. All I, you it, like. It shows just the the. It shows how awesome the community is you built up here, Rob. It's really true. Everybody who's in here right now, everybody who's watching, this is an awesome gang of people. Absolutely the case. I also like I, I did, my one of my favorite comedians is a comedian called Doug Stanhope. Um, I know Doug. He, he, he always Not says, personally, but yes, I know. He always I says know. he he knows his audience is in town because it's uh, they're in the bar that he would never go to because of the people stood outside of it. That's the honest wargamer audience right there. And I'm there like, you go. <laughs> Right. Okay. So you're talking about we do need to design terrain so that it makes sense, right? Is the point? That's what I've yes. been trying to get at as someone who is printing terrain and designing terrain for a venue. But similarly, uh, thank you to all of you. You're great. Um, wh what do you do about terrain that is not fit for purpose? Is my question. Like then that becomes the impassable stuff, right? Like if it's not fit for people to be on then that's what makes sense to me as the impassable. Because you want some cool big buildings that just look neat, right? And stuff like that. So those are either impassable or garrisonable, right? That kind of stuff. Because then you don't need to interact in the traditional sense with the terrain. That's where those go, right? Like easy. You've, you, you've got, you've, that's why I agree with your basic four. You've created the technology to handle this, okay? Yeah. Like now it's just a matter of us applying it smartly. Like, I can be on obscuring terrain. I can be on cover terrain. If the obscuring terrain is, like, some rocks and stuff like that or a pool. Imagine a big crater pool that's, like, that, that you, you've done up to be, like, kind of a smoking cauldron. Perfect explanation for obscuring terrain and also completely easy to interact with, right? Because it's, like, a half-inch raised cauldron with a little dip in it that's basically flat. All your figs can sit right in there almost like it's flat ground. Feels great. Totally grocks, easy peasy, everyone's a winner, right? Agreed, agreed. That's, uh, the, that's the world we need to live in, where just the terrain, ma match the appropriate terrain to the appropriate type and keyword, and then all your games will be a joy. But you have to create the keywords is really what my goal yes. was, yeah? And, and like, you and I, I are completely simpatico on that. That's all I was trying to achieve. And then once we have a conversation about what those keywords are, the amount is fine. Thank you to Ziggy for donating a thousand bits. Uh, thank you to Ivory OP for donating five gift subscriptions, and to everyone in the chat for us achieving some Games Workshop level math of hundred and ninety-three percent. Also to Zidy Guy <laughs> for donating three pounds sixty-nine at time waiting for donating hundred bits. You're all mental. Thank you, uh, and it's appreciated loads. We also got some cool emotes. I'm kind of into this emotes thing. Uh, Vince. Absolutely, man. Like uh, I'm really into it. Five hundred points stop us forever. 
I don't know what points mean in 40k, but I assume that's a good thing. So I'm just really into emotes in a whole bunch of different ways. I think it's going to be a really fun little thing. Thanks to Budtastic Guy for donating a thousand bits. Law Whale, listen, it's really appreciated, but you're like overriding. It's okay, Vince. Carry on. You keep talking. You keep talking. You're fine. Like whatever you want. Whatever you want. I don't know what to do now. I was doing. Really you're fine, well. man. Yeah. The so I think that yes, this is the this is the right framework to operate from rob you, you've created a good framework right so uh and to me that's that's uh how we then operate going forward like that's what i said you know because you when one of the things i originally talked to was about and was said was is this something you just want to do for you or is it something you want to have adopted right mm -hmm. and i think making it a simple framework that's why i like rules like if it if it if it sits it fits right on things that you can interact with like that's just the simplest rule again a rule we've always used on my table like that's just what we all agreed to do and you know what that stops like a million terrain problems right there because somebody's like wait can i put my mega boss up on the side of this building where he's like this much of his base is sitting on there and i'm like sure if you can let the model go and it just sits there then it can stay there and the obvious answer is no so no you can't do it and guess what Ding! Problem goes away. Nobody's trying to be like halfway up a building, nonsense, ridiculous stuff, right? So it's easy. And when I build big walls, I put doors in them so people on the ground can go through. Uh, I think what the equivalent would be in 40k is like breachable or something, yeah, right? Breachable. Isn't that what that is? Yeah. Where infantry can kind of move through it because it has it's assumed to have doors and holes and things they can they can pass through or be made of low material. They can move through it like uh, like James Bond in the first in a casino Royale where he's chasing that dude and uh, who's doing a bunch of parkour and he's just like smashing through the walls going after him. Yeah. That. Yeah. I think I, I breachable is also really interesting. Like I played a, I played a game on Friday with very heavy ninth edition 40 K terrain and it was fantastic. Like it, it was fantastic. Most of it was in breachable. The point you were making about stuff being impassable, i.e. me, I think is a super fair point. I completely understand. I do think in the right situation, there should be, bits of impassable terrain between yes. two objectives that are just directly yes. linear each other. 100% agree. And then you just do that, you create a fascinating game, and that's yep. all I'm really trying to achieve, because watching tournament games, like I'm looking at some tournaments, um, uh, uh, no, uh, not a dig, not a dig before I go any further. I looked at some images from an event held this weekend, I think in Australia, yesterday in fact, and so on some of the boards, I was because like, I'm now obsessed with looking at uh, an event, and looking at the terrain and then just seeing like what it looks like and like and, and how much it is and some of the boards the terrain might as well have not been there it's like a, a, a rock and a house <laughs> like there was just like there wasn't very much and in some cases like um uh, thank you by the way to uh Claff full for resubscribing and also to templar for subscribing uh for 40 months it says we need some warhammer underworlds content coverage uh of course he is wrong uh that's really important to bring up uh <laughs> <laughs> the, um, what I was going to say was, but then you have Holy Havoc, am I right in talking yeah. about Holy Havoc? Yeah. Where the terrain is bonkers. Like, yeah. truly, truly bonkers. And that's wicked. And I think that I'm only obviously talking about tournament gaming, really importantly, uh, because I feel like when you have something like, is it Steve who does the Holy Havoc stuff? Yes. Yes. So when Steve does like these incredible boards or like you're playing on like a lake or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, you're just like, cool, we're not like it's a fun game like but when you're doing something on like a tournament thing i think it's just really important to like develop these uh, no and the community. point is even steve in the event has a bunch of impassable terrain on his boards because he wants to create those lanes too right in the in his narrative event right and it's a narrative event not a traditional tourney rob there's a table he built it's it's fantastic i'll just give you the story real quick there's a table he built it's like this ruined sigmarite city type of thing like it was this bastion of sigmar temple and it's literally like to watch him put it together is incredible it's raised diocese like picture you, you, like venice okay with like the water under the you know flowing up in the city yeah okay yeah. okay so it's just a bunch of raised platforms and walkways and then three central islands and then everything else is just like two inch wide walkways over a big giant lake like over water, the whole city's flooded. Completely okay? unplayable. So, it's fantastic. 
It's beautiful. Oh, by the way, if you get near the, you can't go in the water. You can fly over the water, obviously. But like, you can't get near the edge of the thing because if you if you're standing on the edge, things come up out of the water and deal mortal wounds to you. Okay, and will like kill you and pull you down into the water. Mm-hmm. So hiding near the edge of the water is always very dangerous. Like, because once around that that triggers. So people will you'll huddle toward the big islands where it's safe, and it creates like it is lanes on overdrive right Mm. and it's just like now again this is more serious than you'd want like you wouldn't want that in a tournament game that's extreme but my point is for that sort of narrative event it's really fun because it is those lanes on hyperdrive because like oh i need to get over here okay i gotta go like doop 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 right you gotta like follow this path like you're playing a platformer almost right and uh yeah it's great it's a great board it's fantastic board to play on brutal Part of what you're doing in Steve's events is you're playing the terrain. Like the terrain is a third player in the game playing you again, trying to kill both of you. I think and that's you great that. for I, that particular type of event because everybody knows that it's a narrative event. That's the idea of the thing, right? I think you can do that in the, in normal tournament gaming as well. I think we can make it. We can design some terrain with some keywords. So the terrain also, has a presence. So it has a presence, and also the the problem I have as a TO and a venue owner now in trying to create tables for people like Steve has done and like many other people have done is there is no guide. And so being in that setup, I'm like, what do I do? Like, so like, and being me, I'm like, cool, I'll make the guide. Like, that's what I want. And then unfortunately I get really deeply weird into it. Like it gets real deep. Like, and I'm like, what's the best way? Like, so this wasn't like over a half a day. This took like months. Um, And so like, I'm very excited about it. Um, and I have been excited about this conversation. I want to thank Scott B, uh, the talented jerk, uh, for donating £30 to the show uh, because he is very talented. I don't know if you've seen Scott B's painting, Vince. It's gorgeous, uh, but frustratingly good. Too good, in fact. Like, it's not okay. Like, when you post stuff, you're like, cool. Like, I get it. You could do that, but stop showing off is what I feel sometimes. <laughs> I see, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> and thank you also to JJ number 10 who's a treasure uh, for one of my favourite games of Warhammer ever for donating 5 quid uh, Vince it's been lovely having you on the show uh, I apologise about uh, the Twitch chat derailing the conversation but uh, no no I said th- that's not an apology at all Twitch chat them. you are amazing you are heroes you're all great love every one of you well done but I'm going to write a, a terrain thing up um, uh, hopefully we can work together on it if you'd be interested because I would like to and then we could 100% it as I would a, love to I would love to I would love to try to keep you in check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you always try. Uh, <laughs> let's see if anyone can, can succeed. Yeah, that will lovely. And then I think we could do a really nice thing for the community where, like, if you're starting a local tournament or whatever, you can build up some train. Like I say, I could just talk to you for hundreds of hours. So thank you for being you. My personal shout out to you for just being you for the community. Um, I know loads of people already adore you, but I am one of them. And I'd just like to thank you for being you. So lovely. I appreciate that. And my final shout out is a secondary answer to the question you asked earlier, which is to say my favorite Internet interaction of the year. If I had to, the 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 certainly honorable mention runner up would have to be when I zinged you in the Realm Artifacts discussion with Tori Rob. I don't know that I've ever been more proud of any particular philosophical debate than when I led you down that path of arguing for elitism and walked you right into it. And uh, I'm glad to see that has stuck around. Uh, it's one of my Forever. favorite things there's, ever. There's actually, uh, there's actually a Twitcher now whose title is Tory Rob. That's their Twitch Which name. I love. Uh, I love. <laughs> the, uh, is, the emote is currently gone, but the emote is coming back. Uh, it's being redesigned. It was a quick design last time. It's being redesigned with the bevy of emotes, which thanks to you guys, you've helped unlock even more today. So uh, wonderful people. Vince, thank you. Um, uh, I'll see you soon. Uh, we're going to go for a small break now. I'm going to play the, uh, you're probably sick of it now, the clip show. Uh, and then I'll be back with a swath of people. Nathan, Scrivo, and uh, let me get this right. Uh, and Joe, Joe Cryer. So that's going to be our, our next crew. Vince, thank you. Well, I'll talk tell to you them soon. all I said hello, and I hope they're all doing very well. They're all great people. I will do. I will do. Thanks very much. See you guys in a minute. Hello. Welcome to the Oswald Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. It's the start of a very exciting series of videos. It's the streak. It's the it's the best streak in the world. Uh, hello to everyone who's joining us live, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. 
I'm in the studio on my own, but that doesn't mean I'm alone. Wonder how I'm going to try and do this every day, seven days a week, until confinement is over. If you want to watch um, more stupid stuff, uh, keep tuning into the show. And it's time for the hunker in the bunker day eight. Oh, easy. Not even, not even difficult. Can't wait for day eighty. Dude, our date is in two day two of eighty four. Just realising that I might be doing a, a daily show for 84 days in a row is a bit... <laughs> I just, I've just seen the long future for me. That's fun. You've got, you've got to give the people, what, the they people what they want. You've got to give the people what they want. Oh, so no. it's sort of, I'm on it. It's a grey, kind of flecky option today uh, with a Nike trainer. Um, yeah, that's what I'm rocking today. I have got them pulled up as far as they go. That's what I do. Like Why wouldn't you ever do that? At what point do you just pull the leather out, smack some war paint on... And start hunting for gasoline. Well, I, I reckon don't... it's up to up to Nathan. The line art, and then put up high quality versions of them, so that people can print them off for their little ones or for themselves. Just colour in and keep themselves busy. If you join the chat, you are one of the hashtag Grot Gang. Well, I'll get to all that. I got to get through the the housekeeping first. So, uh, Bud Kaler, aka Budtastic Guy's appearance on the Honest War Gamer, is brought to you in part by the Budtastic Group of Companies, a subsidiary <laughs> of the Rage of Sigmar media conglomerate. <laughs> anyway, it's all coming out now. A whole bunch of people are like, and time to turn this one off today. <laughs> this is only Stream Street Day Three. I can't yeah. wait to be like fucking Alex Jones in it. Stream Street Day Twenty Seven. <laughs> She's marinating a brisket. Yeah, so she's slow cooking a brisket, and wow. it smells so nice. I, I didn't know that's what people called it for their birthdays, but if that's what you you guys call it. Now, this isn't DIY. Can you see? you got to be a bit higher, a bit higher. Oh, there he is. Oh, bless. Oh, actually, I, I, I can... <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's got a wheel! Darren, he's got oh, a wheel! <laughs> oh, no, come out of it. But I keep getting woken up by really painful erections. <laughs> When I was a young boy. Uh, I'm going to do a little Robert Austin. He's supposed to show here. Top three bad Batman movies. Hmm. Um, well, number one would have to be. Well, the, interestingly, the question was, how do you both feel about the Gargants? And the answer is massive erections. Because I'm doing kind of unit by unit rather than kind of getting distracted. Oh. That was oh my god, John! Was cracking. It's been an interesting week, eh? Mm. Why? What happened? <laughs> the FAQ. Oh right, yeah, of course. The yeah, FAQ. that was you. Cool. Uh, I thought you meant the armed insurrection in the United States of America. My bad. <laughs> no, I'm not wearing a leather jacket that's got speckles on it. Yeah, I mean, if they're more than hundred points, then that's too much, to be honest. Okay. Well, there were hundred and forty points. That's too much, then, to be honest. <laughs> All of two people. It's a bit like the <laughs> Legion of Asgore group, right? <laughs> hey, we're a, we're a thriving community. If anyone wants to just clip this clip right now, 100% Age of Sigmar 3, whenever that rolls around, 100% is going to be exactly the same. It's going to be that right. the, you know that board specification. You, Pete Pricey, you're still in bed, and that's after organising a Age of Sigmar event yesterday, a socially distanced one in Northern Ireland. I see that Archie still didn't win anything. Uh, you don't know Archie Dayton, but you'd like him a lot. He is, the, the, you know, the... He's a trier. Like, Croak, who hasn't changed fucking points, which makes no sense! It makes no sense! What the fuck is that? And I love it, because he's my favourite model! And if we can all do it, let's just fucking do it! And you buy a, you buy a Croak, I'll buy a Croak, we'll all just fucking use Croak! And it'll be the best year of our lives! But you can't, because he's sold out. He's Innis Wilson. Uh, you won't be able to do it. Uh, because they both look like a thumb. Uh, uh, greetings from the homeschooling world, uh, Vengeance from Sylvania. I'm pretty sure my kid's reception teacher was sent by Sinesh to distract me from providing world-class homeschooling. Wow. <laughs> wow, loads to unpack there. Thank you so much. It's because we always do it live. You work to your skills, right? You can't prep, so you do live. <laughs> Find a list of... Oh, my God. No one tell Vince I said this. I would like to see a group of generic artifacts that people could choose from. Then again. No one told Vince I said that. Let me just check my calendar. Yes. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, Nick, you brought up a really interesting point before the start of the show, actually, which I thought we could talk about. Yeah, I'm an interesting person. You used to be a 65? Are you sure your base isn't a 65 mil base? Oh, I've found a tape measure. Yes. Oh, yeah, I had one. <laughs> a builder that had to find a tape measure. <laughs> yeah. they, they always have to find one. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, it is a sixty-five. So that's the one I came on. <laughs> so I've got to change you the face. You've got to change the face. Who also um, made a like sex for seniors video? Really good watch. Shift. Fuck those guys. Uh-huh. Fucking cutting my face down. Now. <laughs> Do that, and I shall take the girls to the ball. But there's no balls and no girls, so. Uh, don't clip that. Oh yeah, and Wahapedia, sorry, the one man show says he will have everything updated for night by next weekend at the latest. There you go, which is a searchable database, a searchable yeah. database of the information, which isn't a long yeah. list of shit. Gays Workshop said they have a they'll have a quick reference guide in there. Let's talk. About- but when we're just having a chat, I end up getting a bit handsy <laughs> if I don't do something. It's kind of weird. You're like, oh, can, is it going to be okay having someone you've never like really spoken to? But like Tristan was like upbeat, fun, enthusiastic, and Selena was like powerfully kind. Big thing for the mental health. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Reach just- new bounds. See how many yeah. times you can do it in one day. Fifteen. Yeah, just- Who knew? Uh, you do get the flinger missile. Now it's a lot like. Um, a Mortec crawler in some ways. Um... <laughs> You're only allowed to bring gits and you've got to like, narrative the shit out of it and just be like wild off your brain on cider or mushrooms all weekend or both. And we'll all just have another croak and maybe they'll just make more croaks. You don't even know. Just fucking loads of croaks everywhere. Maybe he'll not be unique anymore. Uh, having a catchphrase which is stay hydrated uh, which needs uh, makes you need to pee for like the last hour and a half of a show so uh... <laughs> okay wait so we need to drag this out so that Ross can't go there is actually another Cities of Sigmar I know uh... I don't give a fuck if you want to know what it is go read the book yourself you lazy shits thank it's you for listening to the Honest Wargamer have a great day